Hello everyone and welcome to the Business Key podcast with Ochoko and Debbie. In today's podcast, we'll be talking about something from the future coming to life. Over to you, Ochoko. Hi everyone. So today we're going to be looking at something called robo-taxis. So in America, in Los Angeles, in San Francisco, it has just been approved that driverless taxis have been just approved. So what that means is that Going forward, people will be able to get into taxis. They're not, there's no driver. It's kind of like an Uber taxi. So Uber taxi, there's no driver. You can get in and it will take you to your destination. So it's been improved in, in, in San Francisco. It's been improved in, it's been improved in San Francisco and quite a number of other states as well in America. So yeah, what a, what a change that's going to be. So yes, what are your thoughts? What are your initial thoughts on that, Debbie? I would say initially it sounds really exciting and it sounds very peculiar at the same time. Um, Self-driving cars has been a concept that has been around for a number of years, but it definitely seemed that it would be very much far in the the future. And there was always a lot of questions in terms of how this actually worked in practice. So to see that it's actually been approved, it's pretty incredible, actually. And I'd be very intrigued to see how the first few months and years go with the technology. What, what were your initial thoughts? Yeah, my initial thoughts, I was really surprised, actually. I thought we were a long, long way off of the driverless cars being approved. Just because of the safety aspects to it, I think there's generally just that nervousness of, you know, what if, you know, like somebody's crossing the road or... There is not not in, not in terms of I think if it was in like uh, imagine like trains for example would have their own line so generally there wouldn't be anything interrupting it but when you just think about the road you just think about cyclists think about you know maybe like a toddler walking across with their parent like a stroller or like an elderly person or like maybe somebody moving a bit maybe somebody that's visually impaired for example moving across the road so it's just a bit more hazards on the road just generally i think there's still an uncomfortableness generally about the driverless cars it'll be interesting to see what the outcomes are of the experiments but yeah I, th- I think i'm still a bit nervous about it to be honest i don't think i would be comfortable getting into a driverless car to be honest um but you know maybe that might change in the future but i think yeah there, i think there is just some nervousness around it yeah at the moment and uh yeah i don't know have they talked about it maybe come into the UK or are we quite a long way off? I believe we are a bit away off at the moment, but I have heard driverless buses being trialled in some cities in the UK. Um, So perhaps not taxis yet, but perhaps some buses. And I do agree with you, if the driverless cars had their own routes or kind of like chow trams are on the road, but they they are on a a line, Um, they're on a set line. Um, which means they're a little bit safer and they have um, sort of like a bell, a bell system as they're coming forward so that it will alert passers-by that a tram is on its way. Um, so if self-driving cars or buses were on that sort of same um, safety mechanism, I think that would be make people feel a bit more relaxed. Whereas, you know, if it's a taxi, you can go anywhere. It can be a bit dangerous, not just for pedestrians, but also for other drivers. Also, you know, accidents, unfortunately, do happen all the time with, with drivers at the wheel, you know. So, you know, it, it could be it could be interesting to see what can happen um, with regards to the technology. But again, I do think it's quite exciting. Um, 
that it's come to fruition. I think this past year has been quite incredible in terms of technology and innovation, how quickly things have advanced. Um, and I think, I think sort of broadening it out a little bit, it just goes to show that at the moment, at this moment in time, we have to really think about innovation as being core to business and it has the ability to really change things. Um, so what do you think some of the impacts will be of this technology if it is successful? What do you think some of the wide ranging consequences could be for businesses and the taxi industry? Well, just generally, of course, you know, you can imagine Uber drivers, like there's a lot of Uber drivers, there's a lot of Uber drivers that are benefiting from the Uber system at the moment, or just like people using boats as well. So unfortunately, that will almost inevitably mean, you know, less less workers in that field. So, you know, unfortunately, when that one gets introduced, so that will be quite hard on them. I wonder if maybe that will might impact fares though. Perhaps they might make that cheaper because it's because it's driverless. You don't have to pay a driver. So I wonder if that might reduce the fares initially anyway. For the initial to get people interested in using it, maybe they might reduce the shares uh not reduce the shares, reduce the prices to encourage people to take it up and perhaps that might happen. Because you don't have to share the money anymore with the with the driver so they can afford to do that. I can imagine that happening as well. So yeah, I think I think, but in general, I think there are. But I think in terms of the benefits, I think it will. It might mean that my maybe less people might need to drive because maybe they might feel like actually I could just get a driverless car, and uh, and yeah, I can be able to get myself from A to B. So is there a need to own a car when there's so many of these taxis, robo taxis that we can just order and get us from A to B for a very cheap price? I think. That that so it could even have an impact on the car industry, you know, as people start to, you know, rethink how they get from A to B. Well, any what's your, what's your what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think it's a fair assumption to make that the fares for robo taxis could be cheaper than actual taxis because money is not going to an actual driver. However, I can see the potential for prices to be quite high still, particularly because with these cars they will have an element of maintenance that will be involved. And also maybe insurance on the cars might be higher for the companies that own the cars and the technology, because, you know, if there is an accident that happens, who is liable, who, who is to blame, who's at fault, perhaps the insurance might be higher because this isn't a person who has gone through a vigorous, you know, driving training and has been approved and has a license to drive. And there's a, you know, clear system where there's, a, you know, if you drive dangerously, there's points, you can get your license revoked. This is just a self-driving car that has had technology that's inbuilt into the into the car what if the technology malfunctions I mean how many times have you turned on your you know user device and you've had to turn it off and turn it on again because it isn't working and this is a laptop or a phone or a games console you know so if it's a car this is a massive vehicle with a lot of technology components it's possible that you know things could go wrong and therefore that liability element could result in higher insurance costs for example and therefore um, it could mean that the prices are still quite high. Um, but in the long run, it probably will level itself out and might be cheaper. I think one point you did touch upon, though, when you said people might need less cars, that could be a key selling point for this. Because, you know, a lot of countries, particularly in the West, are talking about climate change at the moment and wanting to reduce the carbon footprint. So if people are sharing cars because, you know, they're just, you know, using these self-driverless cars rather than owning their own car, that could be beneficial in terms of the environment. 
Um, also, for people who have certain disabilities who perhaps aren't able to drive, this could also be a great um, benefit to them as well, because then they'll be able to get from A to B in the, the, in, a, in a vehicle, whereas before they wouldn't have had that opportunity. Yeah, so that's a, that's a really great point. And of course, you know, that's a, with this climate, you know, the 2030 agenda that they have at the moment, it's a very hot topic at the moment for the government. So yeah, that's a good point regarding the environment. Also, well, you, you touched on a point because we're only thinking of cars, but when you think about things like ambulances, what does that mean for like, you know, firefighters? Could that be driverless? You know, what does that mean for even delivery lorries? Could that be, could that be driverless? I mean, those massive delivery lorries you know, where they get from A to B, could that be driverless one day? Who knows? That's so, they, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, applications in this, in this, in this field. So you can imagine it being like really lucrative in the future if they can get the technology right. Um, oh, Debbie, you want to make a point? Yeah. And, and actually, if you think about other industries, think about aviation, most flights, if not all, have an autopilot feature, which is where that term comes from. I know a lot of cars have a autopilot feature now or cruise control feature where, you know, people can essentially hand over control of the car to the car itself and enable it to drive. And that autopilot feature is, you know, standard, I believe, in aviation. It's not a novelty. Um, Of course, there are still pilots and co-pilots in case, you know, maybe they, I think they perhaps land the plane and help with the plane ascend and if there is an emergency they can also take action but for the most part also with trains as well you mentioned trains too most trains and tubes are automated as well so the technology clearly in some format is there is out there um and it is definitely seen to help in certain industries it's just that cars have not come on board perhaps because like you said there isn't those defined lane like a self-driving car has to stick to this lane but you know it it definitely seems as though the technology is probably here to stay it would just be developed over time and maybe for now outside of san francisco maybe other countries will say you should you still need to have a driver with a driving license behind the wheel of a self-driving car but maybe people will be utilizing the self-driving car feature more and maybe if that does happen does that mean that people won't need driver license, licenses anymore? It's, it's very interesting how far-reaching this could go if this, is, if this is successful. But I think safety does have to be at the, at the core of this, actually, just to ensure that you know, certain aspects are thought about to ensure that people are kept safe on the roads. Yeah, it's a good point you're making there, actually, about in terms of the applications that they're using already, like you, know, like you mentioned about the airlines and so on but even the cars in particular so for example like the cruise control you mentioned already but also like things like parking assist you can like press a button now on a lot of the newer cars and it can park itself um there's usually sensors at the camera and cameras at the front and the back so it can alert you how close you are to the to the car in front and the car in behind so there are some yeah so they are kind of testing some of the features that would have gone on would go on driverless cars they are actually already testing it already um along with like tesla of course as well yeah oh debbie wants to make a point yeah it's, it's interesting because if you think for example let's say person a passes their driving test when they're 20 they're now 40 and for the last 10 years they've been using cars with you know the latest technology 
that, you know, makes a noise when they're next to someone that, like you said, it can park for them. You know, there is no retesting of people. You know, people are presumed that, you know, with time they get become better drivers, but actually technology has become a real assist. So perhaps certain techniques that people could do or needed to do to park to pass their test, they may not be able to do now without the assistance of technology. So if that's the case and that's the norm and that is seen as fine, you know, what's the issue with, you know, technology having more of an input going forward in the future? Yeah, it's a good point. I think definitely we want, you know, technology to have more of an input. I think generally speaking, you know, it's technology in general, you know, you know, they usually find a way for it to help us. You know, if you think about the windows, for example, in a car before you had to get the wind down one, so you have to, you know, wind it manually. Whereas now you just press the button and boop, it's up or press the button, boop, it's down, you know, or like back in the day, you know, you had to get like a key and manually open it. You know, whereas now you can just press a button and, you know, it opens, the door opens up by itself. So, yeah, there's definitely things that can, you know, technology that can make our life easier. I think it's just, I think the big nervousness is just the safety element and who's liable, like you were saying earlier, and who's at fault and so on. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the outcome is of these tests and and where it and where it goes to. Because I suppose normally when they want to bring in, if they were to bring it to the UK, for example, Usually what they'll do is look at what happened in other countries, look at how how that went. So I'm sure countries like UK and other countries in Europe, I'm sure, are looking very closely at what's happening in America and seeing, you know, we'll be interested in seeing how that goes to see if perhaps they might implement it in the future. So in, in over here, it could be like another money-making um, opportunity. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, so it remains to be seen uh, what happens with that. Uh, so Debbie, you mentioned this thing about jaywalk. Could you explain what that is? Jaywalking? Could you explain what that is, please? Yes, I believe in some US states in America, there is a concept called jaywalking, which is a crime. And essentially, it's crossing the road when you're not at a crossing point. Um, so this could be, as you know, in the UK, we have zebra crossings and we have um, is it called Pelican crossing? the traffic lights. Um, in the UK, you could just cross the road whenever, you know, even if a car is coming, just cross the road if you want to you know, at your own risk. Whereas in some states in the US, it's actually a crime to do that, to cross the road when it's not at a crossing point. And, you know, people really do get in trouble for something like this. It's not like a minor infraction. People can... Sorry, just to interject, what do you, what do you mean it's a crime to cross the road? Like, could you explain that one a bit more? Like, crime to cross the road? How can, how can crossing the road be a crime? So in some states, I believe, um, you are only permitted as a pedestrian to cross the road at a crossing point. If you do not, if you cross the road just at, you know, uh, on the side of the side of the pavement, you notice a gap and you decide to cross across it and it's not an official crossing point, it's against the law. So the law is that you cannot do this. And it could be because maybe in these states they have high speed uh, inter- intersections. And um, for example, it could be things of that nature where it could cause safety issues for drivers if they happen to watch out for people randomly running across the road or, you know, crossing the road. At a random's notice, so it probably is for safety, but it's actually a crime. You can get in, you can uh, get in trouble with the police, um, and if the police do catch you, you can um, face uh, prosecution um, as a result. So what I was thinking was that with some states having those laws in the US, that could make self-driving cars safer, because one of the concerns is you know if people are wandering across the road um, or running across the road. And the self-driving car does not see that person, 
it could cause accident or issues. But if it's against the law and people have it instilled in their minds that this is not something that they should do, particularly if you then give also warnings that there are self-driving cars, which may not start, it could help um, reduce the safety risk because there's going to be less chances that people will just randomly walk across the road. Of course, it will still happen because people do break the law, but it will potentially happen less. So I think that could also be another reason if San Francisco does have that jaywalking law, why they are happy to implement the trial period with regards to the self-driving cars, the robocars, robotaxis. Whereas in the UK, for example, we do not have laws against jaywalking, which could pose more of a risk and it could mean that it could be more of a challenge to implement something like robotaxis into the UK. That's interesting. Yeah, I can definitely see why that would you know help to reduce the instance of you know people people you know or increase the safety regarding driverless cars yeah because you definitely get it i definitely see it all the time where as a driver i see you know cyclists for example they'll be at the stoplight and they'll just carry on going even though it's red they'll just carry on going they don't have any number plates so i mean and you know people aren't really checking for them so yeah they generally they can get away with it but yeah if they have something like this like they've done in america where they actually make it a uh, an offence, then yeah, then that would then, you know, that can help to reduce the, you know, number of people that are, you know, just crossing willy-nilly and allows, you know, brings a bit of order so that people cross at certain points. Maybe they might need to imp- introduce more crossing points, perhaps, because maybe the distance at the moment between crossing points is probably quite big. So maybe they might need to introduce some more. So I don't know, they probably need to work out some kind of balance. But generally speaking, yeah, that I think that would be, that sounds like an interesting idea. Yeah they can implement that would help to you know improve the safety which is what we all want so yeah that one makes sense um any last closing to- comments on this topic or yeah i would just say in general the lesson to be learned or taken the to the business key to take away from this is don't be scared of innovation but also know that innovation is here to stay so in your own business or in your work think about how it can help you think about the threats and opportunities I would say when it comes to innovation um if there are elements that can help employers ultimately save money I believe that they will go for it and innovation and technology tends to be one of the the ways to do that um so I think rather than fighting against that you know try to learn as much as you can maybe be an expert yourself when it comes to that innovating factor of a business but yeah you can just see how it can revol- revolutionize an industry or revolutionize what is considered the, the, the norm or the status quo. So I would just say yeah, that the business key is just to bear that in mind in your own endeavors going forward. Yeah, yeah, fantastic point, Debbie. And also, I would just also add to that in terms of testing, I always say test, test, test. So there's a new technology, there's a new a new technology, a new innovation, test it first, to, like as they're doing, testing it from a controlled environment, see how it does, you know, before you then jump in fully. So kind of dip your toe in first before you dump, jump in fully so that you, so that the outcomes are more, you know, if the outcome isn't as you're expecting, at least you can um, stand a bigger chance of getting it right when you do like a full, when you fully jump into it. So, so yeah, thank you. Thank you for joining us today. Um, let us know what your, your thoughts are on robo taxis, on on driverless technology. Would you enter a taxi that's driverless? How how do you see the driverless market going in the future? Let us know. Follow us on social media, 
and uh, we'll see you next time so that's it for me bye bye take care